Greetings to all of the many thousands of you out in podcast land. Achuta made Tim. And I'm Brad. And we're two guys talking Star Wars. All right. You can catch us here, obviously, but you can also catch us on StarWars.OriginOfWebIntelligence.com. That is our blog site, and we we sure hope you go there. That's You can give us any feedback and continue the conversation there. It is September the 11th, a momentous day for our great country. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. And we're broadcasting to you from... The surface of Endor. Endor or the Endor moon? The surface of Endor itself. Endor. I thought that was a gas giant. <laughs> okay. Is it not a gas giant? Yeah, no, I think you're right. Okay. I, I mean, right. no, that's pretty good, except we, we would be pretty flat right now if, if it were a gas giant. Maybe, I don't know. I'm going to do a little research. Maybe we'd be talking as if we had just um, taken some helium. Okay. Or okay. we could. That would be a gas giant thing to do. We did mention that we were talking uh, to you on September 11th, which, as many of you know, or most of you know, hopefully, mm-hmm. that uh, it was a momentous day in our uh, country's history, and our country being uh, United States of America. So maybe that's not your country, but it did have a big impact on the world. I think it's safe to say that even though we're very self-absorbed and self-important in America, it is truly the day that the world changed in spite of the fact that it was an attack on American soil. Would so. you uh, – I'm stepping right in but uh, and interrupting you, Tim, but would you characterize that as evil? I'm, I'm really curious. Uh, I, I don't know how you. Yeah, I can't. I can't evil. see it any other way. I can't see it any other right. way. I mean, it was it was a uh, vicious attack uh, launch designed to to create terror, strike fear. It was the only way that, that these very small minded people could um, could reach out and do any real damage. And I think they did. I think they succeeded. I'm surprised it. by that. Um, only from the standpoint of I don't see you as dealing in absolutes. Uh, well, we're we're coming at this from a Star Wars perspective, and I I do see Star Wars in an absolute universe, and so viewing this in this moment of time, mm-hmm. I I think that that's an act that I would see as Palpatine mm-hmm. orchestrating. You know, of course, he wouldn't need to do that because he would have a Death Star. So, do you look at Darth Maul, for example, and see purity of evil in Darth Maul? Yeah, or do you see, I don't see any some, redeeming some, value? Some kind, huh? No. I, I see. I see evil. I think his character was drawn up to to be evil, and right. in that context, in the frame of the Star Wars universe, the attacks on September 11th would have to be evil. What? Um, what? What in the Are Star you, Wars? You're referencing the fact that I'm traditionally a devil's advocate in all things, and I that do. I should find I some good so. in all things. No, I think so. I th- I'm referencing that, but no, I'm actually going to a deeper well, which is in you know knowing you as long as I have, which is many decades now. I have not, or several decades. I did not know how you viewed good and evil, if there was an absolute boundary for the two. Uh, I think there's probably a sliding scale, generally speaking, but, I mean, that that attack, uh, yeah. But is there a limit past which, you know, everything falls into the same bucket? So September 11th, uh, what in the Star Wars universe would equate? We talked about this earlier. It's a great topic. I think uh, on a previous podcast we discussed military tactics in the Star Wars universe uh-huh. and how they always seem to be traditional, uh, traditionally fought battles, what right. we think of as traditionally fought battles. And we talked about the fact that there seemed to be an absence of, of like uh, very heavy-handed like nuclear attacks or uh, you know like uh, even uh, terrorist-type attacks. Yeah. I think we negated the fact uh, that, that I think the attack on Alderaan by the Death Star was a terrorist attack. I think the um, the terrorists on September 11th were pure evil. Uh, they they maybe it's just that my my meter for measuring 
the degree of good and the degree of evil in any entity or circumstance you know has its limits to how uh ref, you know refined it is so after a certain point boom it's just as pure evil as as something equivalent to it in my world the blowing up of alderon now having said that or clarified my position on good and evil I do think that you're wrong there because I think that the attack on Alderaan was still a one-on-one or a single force against a single entity head-on assault. In other words, absolutely, Alderaan saw it coming. Alderaan saw this Alderaan massive... did not see that. How did they see it coming? They, they saw, saw the Death Star coming to the sky. They had no right. idea what was going on, but there was no, I understand. There was I'm no not implying that they knew that they're... Right. I'm not implying that they knew that there was going to be a massive beam from the Death Star that was going to destroy their planet. But I do think, in terms of... You referenced military tactics, what we've talked about before. That is classic Star Wars, where bad guys coming. Alderaan, nobody on Alderaan, sensing the coming of the Death Star, thought, oh, you know what? This might be a good thing. No, absolutely not. In fact, you could strongly argue, I think, that they would pick up transmissions. Yeah, well, here's a plot hole. See, see um, X-Wings? I'm sorry, um, TIE Fighters moving around the Death Star from a distance? Yeah. So it, I think they saw bad stuff coming. So it was a traditional Star Wars military attack. Now, uh, it was about the most evil thing we see in the Star there. Wars universe. Yeah, it is. It. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, there's a plot hole here first of all, from the word go, because in the technologically advanced civilization that Star Wars is set, in that setting, we had no... um, There there were no, uh, like, ships coming out to meet the Death Star. I'm assuming... I'm just really assuming here that Grandma Tarkin and everybody, you know, basically told everybody maintain radio silence. We're not communicating with the planet. They don't need to know what's going on. We're why just do you assume in. that? Uh, why do I assume that? Because yeah. I, I don't. We never see any evidence of back and forth pleading or you know, what are you guys doing? Why are you here? We never even see that in the background. That could that be going on behind the scenes. It, it doesn't could be going happen on to, the scenes. It doesn't have to go George on. George may laser not have control. brought our attention in, to it, but I got a feeling that. That if you really wanted that, that I, I think it, you're right. You're right. We didn't absent. see any runners go up to Grand Moff Tarkin and right. say, "Sir, we've received yet another transmission right, from right, the right. representatives from Alderaan." However, we that, only saw what in real time. We only saw about a three minute. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. About three minutes. Right. Of, right. Of Once it chose the target, and then they moved in on the target, and absolutely. they dialogue with Leia and whatnot. Right. But um, you but did you would mention nobody came out from from Alderaan. Yeah. Leia even said it's an unarmed planet. It's an unarmed planet. They didn't have to send out attack squadrons, but once there's no communication from this moon that pops up in the sky all of a sudden, and they probably did some kind of scans from the surface to determine this is an artificial uh, ship of some kind. In how much time? Why in what did time they, frame, Tim? Time were they for, doing that? Uh, I, how long did it take the Death Star? That's to what come I'm out? asking you. Did the, the, the Death Star? travel in hyperspace? Uh, it must have. There's I'm no sure. Way. Yeah, it had to have. It has to. That's implied, but even when it came out of hyperspace, yeah, so how be, long was it traveling from one side of the, to the solar other? system? Right, because yes. I'm sure it didn't pop out near the planet like right. we've, ta- we've learned before. You I think it was come. pretty pretty darn quick. They prob- no, I bet they still they still probably had a half hour. By I mean, okay. You know. So in a half hour, what can you mobilize from the surface? Uh, you know, in know. my in 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 the blog today, I referenced the fact that you know they they move in, in and out of atmospheric. Or, or planetary atmospheres, like we're you know going yeah, down, I'm, down I'm to the thinking Circle that somebody, K. But. I'm thinking, okay, there should have been somebody already in orbit around the planet mm-hmm, anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Coruscant. Look at, uh, I mean, even even a planet like Naboo's got got to have something up in the air. You got satellites. I, why was there no communication from the planet 
to the Death Star okay. or, or some kind of communication back and forth. Now, now, for simplicity's sake, for the sake of the story, I think it was necessary that it didn't happen. But I, you know, obviously, I mean, half of what we're going to talk we talk about is, and we're definitely both that. getting off topic here. The topic is well, no, I don't think so because we we were talking about. Well, there were two points to the topic. One is is the degree of evil, and maybe drawing a comparison to nine eleven, which. Uh, Honest Engine was not forced. It, it just kind of came up uh, naturally here. Number two is, um, was that a classic Star Wars, what I assert, uh, uh, a face-on, head-on, one-on-one uh, was, duel? And yeah. what I'm say- saying is, even if they should have had those in in, in orbit, and, and let's say they did, those kind of um, early lookouts, is that enough to refute the fact that that's a one-on-one? There was It wasn't nefarious... Um, there wasn't anything complicated. I think that's really at the heart of it. There was nothing complicated about the approach of the Dust Star. It just approached and shot, and it was the bigger, badder dude, and it won. Mm, Which is I, what every battle in Star Wars was. Okay, well, that's like saying that that you know the people sitting in their offices at the World Trade Center saw the planes coming, and the planes were bigger and badder, and they just didn't get out of the oh, way. No. In, so. I think it's massively different from the standpoint of those planes don't even show up on September 11th without the ultra complicated um, social, religious, and political interplay that had occurred over the last, I mean, minimum 15 years. Uh, heck, the BBC was talking today about um, how you know the the battle for the religious heart and mind of Kashmir. You know, these um, Afghanistan, the uh, Indonesia had been occurring long before that. So even if we draw it back to the previous 10 years, Tim, how about the, the attack on the World Trade Center originally and how we handled those attacks and whatnot, the PR surrounding it? It's massively complicated. And yes, a lot of this comes to or, or drills back to the simplicity by necessity of the storyline. Okay, But I'm simply... Just pointing out there that one of the things in Star Wars that I always see is um, is direct one-on-one attacks, and this was no different. And I'm drawing a distinction between that and the degree of evil we see. You know, okay, it's, it's uniquely evil. What so there's two there's two topics here. Yes, number one. Uh, boy, I'm glad we're boiling this down now. Yeah. There's two topics here. Number one is you're saying that this is a different scale of evil, I'm but it's, it but they're there. both pure evil. And number two, you're saying that this is. Um, that this is not a terrorist or terror attack by the Death Star on Alderaan. I am saying that. And I say absolutely it is. I say it was solely designed to strike fear into the hearts and minds of the universe. I mean, Mm. what is it that Leia Mm. says? The more more you tighten your grip, the more star systems fall through your grasp. And Grand Moff Tarkin's answer to that was, well, you know what? Who's going to fall out of our grasp once we show up in their back – in their – Airspace, and with he the even Star. said, "You're right." He even says, "Let's make a let's make a an example." Of yeah, this. I mean, they needed an example. He said that that the other target, Dantooine, would make a not good example. It's it wasn't a good target. It wasn't even a military target. Yeah, I, I just I just don't label it. In I, I think actually, no, no, I don't label it, it was system. a military target. Let's choose something that's not a military target. That's a terror. That's a definition of a terror attack. It this was yeah, a, Dantooine was too remote. Too remote, but there was uh, – I think they were talking about – yeah, right. he talked about the fact that Alderaan was not uh, – or she talked about the, tar- the fact that it was unarmed. That made it a non-military target. At that point, that attack was designed to strike terror into the heart of the galaxy. I, I, yeah, I agree with you, but I, I think it's different from terrorism, and right now I'm coming up short as to why other than gut feeling, other than maybe the fact that, um, again, the organization was such that I do think Alderaan – 
you know, it was a one-on-one attack. I don't think Alderaan could defend itself. I no. think, I no, think it was obviously a defenseless not. population. Uh, yeah, definitely. So I think, I think it was a, a terror attack by definition, and we could look up terror. But in my world or my definition, my worldview, mm-hmm. uh, the attack on Alderaan was a – uh, an attack. Tim, I'm not going to argue that with you. I, okay. I do agree, and so if I'm if I'm um, if I'm without a rudder yeah, here a little bit, not that one of us need to prove anything, right, but. right? But if I'm a little bit without a rudder, it's only because I hadn't drilled it down to that level. I'm I'm simply, you know, from my standpoint, making the point that no. Conversely to what you said a minute ago, I think that uh, we could we could throw statistics and whatnot into it, but in the end, uh, it reaches that maximum evil zone for me so okay. that goes into the same category as palpatine palpatine's heart equals the attack on on alderaan equals you know whatever other pure evil we see in star wars okay that's my first point my second point is is i do think that it doesn't really track with the 9-11 attacks only from the standpoint of anytime the empire showed up you knew it was evil the people on alderaan know it knew it and and they did not hide their presence. It was always a, a face-on attack, just like every other attack in Star Wars is. Okay. All right. Well, I think we're going to disagree on whether or not it's truly a terror attack. But I, I do um, – di- I'm going to uh, disagree with you on one other thing. You say that whenever the um, the Empire showed up that you knew it was evil. That was from our perspective, from outside, from the, the observer's point of view. I think the people living in the galaxy, there were a lot of them like, like the Anakin who was the – the purest, you know, we need organization in our galaxy. I think there's some people who are probably glad that there's stormtroopers running around maintaining law and order. You know, they don't even have to be lawful evil. If we go back to our dragon references, they they can just appreciate the fact that there's law and order. I don't think that the <laughs> galaxy or the Galactic Empire showing up yeah. mean is such a bad thing. Do we ever see evidence, Tim? Do we ever see evidence of any sympathy we for the s- Empire? We see it through the rebellion's point of view. George Lucas told this okay. story through the hero's That's point fine. of view, which is the the. Now, I, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going back and saying that that Palpatine himself is not pure evil. No, I know. I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying you. Vader hasn't gone over to the dark side, but I am saying that the Galactic Empire itself in theory, is a form of government. I think the people who live in Russia right now, and we I, see I, Russia as You're making as the point empire. of relativity. You're, right. you're bringing up a point Where, of relativity. No, not relativity, perspective. Where do you live? Okay. Semantics, maybe. But, okay, so, so there's a difference. So perspective, where do you live? You know, what do you value most? Order versus freedom, blah, 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 that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I think anybody really... I don't think anybody. I don't think it's possible to draw a really strong argument against what you're saying. So, what I would have to say, because it's you know, again, it, it is a matter of opinion. I think the question I would ask you though is, um, well, let me step back. Strictly speaking, you're right. You're right. It is possible to conceive of plenty of people throughout the population of the galaxy who sympathize with the Empire simply because it represents something to them other than what it represents to us. But let me ask you, did we see in Star Wars any evidence that there were sympathizers? No. The only argument I can make is uh, numbers of stormtroopers. Somebody was joining, even if they were enlisting. Yeah, and you know, that was another question I always had. This is definitely a topic for another day, but let me throw this out there so that this can be pondered by those who might want to comment, or by you, if you want to ponder. What academy was Luke going to join? 
Uh, I think, yeah, right, right. Was Which that I a galactic? Was to, that an empire-sponsored academy? I think it were was. Were Biggs and all them? And then when they joined the rebellion, were they just taking their training? Just so, just so I clarify from my standpoint, again, a little reflection back to you is, I think you, you probably have pondered this a lot more than I, and you probably have a, um, a better, better answer in your head than I. But I'm going to throw out there to you. Yes, I do. I think he thought. No, I think he was going to. I'm sorry. I think he was going to the rebel. Academy. What, I think, well, where do you advertise the Rebel yeah, Academy if the Empire is looking go? for you? Well, if, if you and I want I mean, to go fight. training camp? Yes. I, okay. I think, yeah. I think we what, what he was going to do is he was going to But he's having a conversation with, with Owen and Baru. I really think this conversation is going to go too long. But he was having a conversation with Owen and Baru at the breakfast table about, oh, you promised I could go to the Academy next year. Tim, you don't think that, that people um, – in Afghanistan, sitting in there, you don't think that there are people in in very um, uh, you know very opinionated parts of the world. There, there are people who aren't talking openly. I think there are. I think right now there's a young man talking about going to the border region of Pakistan, right near the Khyber Pass, and he's just going to talk to people. And I think if you were like minded, okay, and um, you didn't look so you know non um, jihadist. Right. I think you would be able to get some answers that would eventually lead you. Absolutely, mm. buddy. Absolutely. I, I, I'm wondering whether or not they weren't going to traditional pilot academy training, and then they what took their say? training with them. I know we're not going to come up with it right yeah. now. I mean, this is this is one of those things where, but... where it would be good if we were experts because we might be just yeah. dancing around something we have absolutely no clue about. Okay. But anyway, give it, no. Give your final thought then on I it have because no final I've got thought my thought on that. I but, do. Okay, on our original topic. No, on this one. On this one. Before we go back to the other. Well, well I I let me throw we, it I out think there. This needs to be fleshed and out over a longer period. It, right. And it, final and thought it, on this. Yeah. I think that Luke was was uh, hoping to go to pilot training academy. At, now that I'm thinking about it, probably on a gla- on some some. Uh, world within the realm of the empire, mm-hmm. and that it was, uh, and that it was uh, sponsored by uh, folks who were going to be taking them uh, and using their training for military purposes, probably for galactic service, galactic empire service, or at least for some kind of commercial service where his, his academy training would be useful. I got a feeling it was not anything nefarious. Okay, I think right. I agree with you on that. I think that Luke uh, had an opinion in his mind as to what was going on. That's why he was so geeked. When he found out that the that the droids had been involved in the battles, right, had been on ships, and I think that Luke was going to find uh, the rebels, or at least the rebellion, and I cannot for the life of me re- recall the actual words he spoke to Baru and Owen. We're going to have to so, drill down on that absolutely. one later. Absolutely. Now back to you, to one other original thing I wanted to respond to, because we already talked about and agreed that we're going to disagree on whether or not that was, uh, the attack on Alderaan was terrorist in nature, or at least a terrorist attack by definition. We both agree it was horrid. We both agree that that Alderaan never stood a chance. But you you still defend. Now that's fine. We we're, we're going different. No, I no I no I agree. It could not defend itself. Okay, but I but I'm defining it as terrorist. You're saying no, and we'll have to mm-hmm. until we clarify our, our definitions. Uh, the other topic that you brought to uh, you brought up was the scale of evil, or the the that the fact that 9/11 attacks were evil, and that the attack on Alderaan was evil. But that be by Stop the nature of the fact. Okay, go on. Stop for a second. I simply want to to be clear. All I was uh, searching and plumbing was your 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 uh, sensibilities about evil, okay. and conversely about good. So in and I was using this as an example. Um, 
it may have sounded like it. So let me uh, that I was talking about degrees, but I thought I said just the opposite that um, you can explain away evil acts up to a point. But for me, for me, yes, I do live in a galaxy, a universe that has absolutes. So there is an nth degree and uh, just heaping on more of the evil, if they had destroyed two Alderons, would not have made it any more wrong than destroying one Alderon. That's my point. So did I um, sidetrack you too much or derail you too no, much? No, 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 no. But I think that for the Empire, uh, for the Emperor to sanction and Grand Moff Tarkin and all the, the powers that be that went along with it, um, to sanction the destruction of Alderon would be different than something from let's draw from another uh science fiction novel uh douglas adams uh hitchhiker's guide series where the uh the people from the planet cricket wanted to destroy all yes. of creation just because it didn't fit in with their worldview mm-hmm. and they created the um the one bomb that would that would tie all the cores of all the suns in the universe together and they would all supernova at once i think that's a different scale of evil although from their point of view it was just a um it was just a, it had to happen so do you hold to that do I hold that? I know that, that there is a difference between the two. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, this is another whole topic altogether. No, I, I mean, okay. So it may be, and the other one might have been a whole different topic. But you know, we've got a uh, short time left to us. We want to wrap it up, but just simply put, just throw something out there, cast a stone, and let's just see where it lands. Okay, uh, I think that that Emperor uh, Palpatine is pure evil in his heart because. It is his character, and it's what he enjoys. I think the people from the planet Cricket in the Hitchhiker's Guide series uh, were evil uh, only because that was their real- – wow. wow. I, I draw a distinction, too, yeah, because I'm, I'm I think ignorance and evil are two separate things. Um, just like what were the what were no, the creatures the were, Volgons or whatever that destroyed Vorgons, Earth yeah. the Vorgons that destroyed Earth at the beginning of the um yeah yeah they were just they, they were ignorant uh, they, they were ignorant, ignorant bureaucrats to, they were exactly. following orders they were following orders but the cricketeers were actually um, they're just reacting out of what they were conditioned over thousands of years by the uh, boy that we got that's a whole different science think, fiction topic think, to get into i think but Tim, drawing as parallels. empirical as you and i in our thinking are i think you know it's okay throwing this out there it's okay to sometimes say just because or that's where my gut takes me you know in the end uh the the um, attacks on pearl harbor the attacks on uh the the attack on um on our country on, on 9-11, the, the chaos that went on in Rwanda uh, during the, that genocide, the Hutus and the Tutsis, um, you know, those that's evil, man. That's an evil that I can't plumb. So that's kind of my stopping point in this conversation. And what happened in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was so fanciful, and it was... You know, I mean, the degrees or this conversation is marginalized by the fact that um, they were ignorant of what they were, of, of these deeper philosophical meanings. I think that's the crux of it. So in my gut, there's an absolute difference between the two. However, there is not between Al-Qaeda and um, Emperor Palpatine. And let me just be clear, Tim, I am not making light of what happened on September 11th. Oh, I'm drawing I, a comparison to I a know. movie I know. fantasy, obviously. I know, but it, it, it was a good launching point. Yep. And we definitely need to keep in mind uh, the, the respect that, that we need to show for the, the lives that were lost that day. But, Boy, it breaks my heart still. I mean, absolutely. Without making light of it, again, you're, you're, let me just uh, get 
clear here. In your mind, Osama bin Laden equals Palpatine as far Absolutely. as the blackness of their heart. Absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. Okay. That's a great that's a great way of for me anyway ending it. Okay. All right. Well, so we see that life imitates art, which is a very 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 sad state of affairs. Uh, but it's true. Unless unless Natalie Portman's on screen. Okay. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, I think we probably need to come up with a wrap up here and as as much as Brad doesn't like it, what did you have a final thought? A parting thought? No, I was just going to say um, this is this has been great here on the Endor Moon. Absolutely on the uh, on Endor or the Endor Moon because the gravity. I just said the Endor Moon. Okay, much much better. <laughs> Ewoks you. running around. As a matter of fact, we got a couple of Ewoks. Uh, Didn't did we hear one saying "bloop bloop" earlier? Yeah, where's our bloop bloop sound effects for the background? All right, it is time. <laughs> it is time to say this is Tim and Brad saying, "May, May the, the force, force be, be with, with you. you, and also with you." <laughs>